It is no use saying to the tired mental muscles, I'll give you a good rest, I'll go for a long walk, or I will go down and think of nothing. The mind keeps busy just the same. If it has been weighing and measuring, it goes on weighing and measuring. If it has been worrying, it goes on worrying. It's useless to argue with the mind in this condition. A gifted American psychologist has once said, Worry is a spasm of the emotion. The mind catches hold of something and will not let it go. One can only gently insinuate something else into its convulsive grasp. And if this is something else that is rightly chosen, if it is really attended by the illumination of another field of interest, gradually and often quite swiftly, the old undue grip relaxes and the processes of recuperation and repair begins. Sir Winston Churchill. Uh, so what's he talking about in that quote? Basically, it's not useful to just do nothing to rest. Uh, Churchill believed that you had to do something different to rest. That's basically what it comes down to. If you're tired mentally, go do something physical. If you're physically tired, go read a book and get mental stimulation, but don't just sit and passively do nothing. Um, and this is the continuation of our hobbies episode. So hobbies part two, 2.0, uh, yeah. So we, we talked about hobbies last time we got to, we answered the question, why should you have a hobby? We discussed several hobbies. We went through a list from The Art of Manliness, which mm -hmm. we'll link again so you can check it out. 75 different hobbies for men. Yeah, and we should, and we should go over like um, some of the hobbies that we covered here, you know, that we thought were more than hobbies, and we called them basically necessities overall. Mm -hmm. You know, just why you should have a hobby, what you should look for in a hobby that interests you, like, you know the potential for usability and skills in the hobby, um, the potential to like shape your identity around uh, certain hobbies. Right. So just all that good stuff we talked about in the last episode. Yeah, absolutely. And then we went over, I think we only got to mine cause we ran out of time, but mm -hmm. I talked about the different hobbies that I've personally tried and give a bit of re review on them. Um, just to recap, beekeeping, uh, tobacco, hiking, letter writing, martial arts, marksmanship, and archery. Um, not saying I did all those like to expert level, but those are just the ones I personally tried. Um, so if we want to start off with this, go into your specific hobbies and we can just talk about those. Yeah, sure. So basically I've done a lot of different types of hobbies. Uh, honestly, like I, I stick to a more, let's say physical variety of hobbies. I would, I would tend to say a more physical and applicable set of hobbies. Um, I don't really like the, you know, I don't really like building model things. That's not who I am. That's not the type of person I am. I like to fix things. I like to build useful. I like to build things that are usable like um and mm -hmm. repair things like i didn't realize this before but like fixing things is kind of a hobby too in a way like repair and restoration um yeah totally. so i've done a little bit of that on just stuff that breaks like a lot of people will throw it out and buy a new one i i genuinely try to like sit down and like you know fix it fix the thing whatever it is like i've fixed a bunch of stuff like um easy simple watches like uh especially wooden repairs are easy for me Mm -hmm. And, you know, just stuff like that, like very hands-on, very um, not too meticulous necessarily, more big tent and like broad things rather than like niche uh, micro finesse type of uh, hobbies. Like, like like I was saying, like model building, I don't really do that type of stuff, but I'll just go over some of this stuff. Um, I do a lot of hunting, camping and hiking. So like those three different things, you know, hiking, you're in the outdoors, you're utilizing nature camping you're sleeping mm -hmm. out overnight you have to survive the elements a little bit and hunting is very similar plus you're actually looking to uh catch an animal so it's a whole different ball game it's it's like the culmination of, i would say all the outdoor activities is hunting 
right? It's, it's that, kind uh, of the uh, like the quintessential original sport. Yeah. Like because hunting is the ultimate. I guess like the the peak human activity, like the the, the thing we need to do to survive. So if you're yeah. hunting for sport, it's the the best possible practice. Well, not sport, but like to actually of... catch. You know what I mean? Like we call it sport, yeah, but... but the reality it's like it's a necessity of uh, early human life, right? It's not a yeah. sport. Yeah, I think we listed it under necessities too last yeah. episode. So yeah, I, it's I agree. Good survival. And I really don't like calling it a sport. It's like, yeah, it's enjoyable and there's a physical aspect to it, but it's like, you know, you're not catching to get these big bucks or whatever. It's like, you know, I want to catch the food and I want to eat it and I want to use everything that I caught and I want to earn, like earn that catch, right? It's uh, it's more like a risk and reward scenario, right? Rather than like a sport. Um, and there is risks involved too, but like, it's not, uh, what it's do, not uh, what super do you difficult hunt? thing. Um, moose. And I've done a little bit of small game and I just started really not that long ago. So I've only gone out a few times really, but in comparison to other people who've hunted, but like I still do camping and a lot of hiking on the off season. So that when I do hunt, you know, my gear's all in order. I know what I'm doing in terms of Mm -hmm. the elements and survivability. It's just now you're adding a layer of like patience and listening. Cause like for big game and even some small game, like you are literally just waiting it's a big waiting yeah. game. It's like, I'm waiting for this animal to come. Um, and you're waking up early in the morning. There's a lot of planning and organizing, right? Like time management skills are really good when hunting. Um, and you need a lot of competence too. Um, you know, it's not easy to do a lot of the things that you do on hunting, especially when it comes to like after the catch, after the, mm-hmm. after you've actually, you know, killed an animal, you know, that's when the real, hunt like doing the real tough stuff begins because now you have to skin it and potentially quarter it if you're out in the field and yeah like it's a, it's tough it's very tough especially when you're dealing with big game you need a lot of people too so now you need to like be coordinated with a group of people and again be patient right? tear out That's the raw liver thing. and eat it i mean i haven't done that yet but uh <laughs> i picked up i picked up a heart of the moose one time and it was massive it is the Man, size of your awesome. head it's insane um, and that's one of the guys took, cause you do go in a group for moose. Uh, they used to have party hunting in Canada. So like you'd go in a big group and you know, you'd, mm-hmm. uh, you'd go out and catch moose, but now they do it on a singular tag system. So it's really weird how they do it now. It's kind of stupid, but yeah, isn't it? Uh, so I was also going to ask, what do you hunt with? Cause I know it's easier to get tags if you have a bow or a muzzle loader. I know, but I just hunt with a rifle. I'm not. I'm not trained yeah. in any muzzle loading, or I'm sure muzzle loading mm-hmm. wouldn't even be too hard to train with. But like, I don't really train in any of that stuff. I just don't have the time, right? I, between mm-hmm. work and like the other hobbies that I do, I just don't have the time. And and this is just one, right? Like, we haven't even gone into like, you know, <clears throat> other hobbies that I've done. So. When I was younger, and I think this is like a nice precursor to hunting, I did a lot of airsofting. So it's a very mm-hmm. similar thing to hunting, but the idea is like you're not – when you're hunting, you're not being hunted, right? So you actually have to be more careful, especially – it depends what you're doing in airsoft. You have to be more careful in terms of positioning, in terms of like camouflage or whatever. And I did it when I was a kid. Like I don't really think – when you grow up, I think paintballing is a bit more fun, but I don't really do any of that stuff anymore at all. I just kind of you know mm-hmm. go out in nature, and I prefer that a lot more than um doing airsofting or anything like going out in nature for the purpose of like i don't know simulated battle i I don't like doing that anymore it was more fun when i was a kid and i did a little bit of that and that was interesting as a hobby and it's good to do with friends it's good to do with um you know your brother right a younger brother older brother it's an easy hobby and you can pick up like relatively cheap stuff and just go out and do it right you don't really need camouflage or nothing um Mm -hmm. it's really fun in that sense and yeah i wish i got into it i never did yeah it's good it's good i don't think we're counting sports as hobbies right that's its own thing because i guess in high school i did uh i did a lot of sports i did rugby i did track and field and i did uh hockey outside of the school as well i was on a couple of um like clubs like organized clubs so actually that's a good thing we should have for hobbies is like um purposeful purposeful clubs right so i did i was on like part of like our team our school's athletic club so we would host mm-hmm. like uh sporting events for the average student right anyone could just come and play and it was fun 
Yeah, I so think, I think being part of a club might be a com- good idea. Community too. involvement like that is 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 a hobby, I would say. Yeah, I would is say so, can... especially for young guys, right? Because they're limited, right? Well, the young guys are limited with like what their high school does, what they do inside their cities, mm-hmm. right? Like, they can't really just have these crazy hobbies that like like you're not going to go base jumping in high school. Like, no, I don't think you no, would at least. Not. That'd be cool, but yeah, it's probably That'd be not cool practical. as heck base jumping <laughs> base i mean jumping? that's that i guess it is a i guess it is a hobby base yeah no, jumping sure skydiving and all that crazy shit it's a hobby it's adrenaline junkie hobby but extreme hobby, a hobby yeah. nonetheless yeah probably not cheap i can't imagine no. very cheap yeah because where you go base jumping is probably like in some pretty remote places i would assume based mm-hmm. on what i've seen from those videos of the guys doing it well it's got to be a pretty tall bridge well, bridges or like Whatever, naturally occurring mountains. Yeah, you probably have to travel there. I'm guessing. Yeah, for sure. Unless you and you need a guide of some kind or whatever. Yeah, you would probably start off with like just regular skydiving. I mean, yeah, I would Which assume so. A bit more accessible, but still, still skydiving, man. It's still pretty risky behavior. Yeah, but if that's what you're into, man, I say go for it. Yeah, I've never really had the urge to do that. Like, no. Even bungee jumping is kind of like bungee jumping sounds it, cool. Uh, I just like if I never did it, I wouldn't be upset. Like, it's I don't feel to feel this need to go do it. Maybe I will one day. I'll have like a midlife crisis. So, uh, you know, what? I, I, I kind of want to do it. I wouldn't like go crazy about it, but I'd like to do it. That'd be fun and fun. Um. Well, anyways, other than airsofting, I, like I was saying, I do a lot of restoration. So, like wood product, wood wood projects and home projects. So, like just simple repairs, simple like stuff. You know, repairing drywall, changing sinks and faucets. And yeah, you could say it's a hobby. Like for me, the hobby is like, well, I also build. I do a little bit of woodworking. So I'm like, oh, I need like a little paper holder for a desk. So I'll make that out of wood and a little mm-hmm. extension for a table or something. Or to re to like repair furniture is nice, right? Like after it gets chipped, you just sand it fill it stain it it's nice it's good the good little hobby to have good mm-hmm. little project to have um that like is worth time and effort so you can actually repair things and save and money it's, right it's, it's making things for people is it's a, such a important social yeah um being able to actually physically produce something it's usually pretty impressive to people yeah i think it is i think most people are like respect that a lot because like they can't do it and especially mm-hmm. if you do it on your free time, they're like, oh, wow, he doesn't even get paid for this. It's just like he just enjoys it that much. Yeah. You know? It's like when you get something knitted by your grandma, it's like literally made with love because yeah. you put so much of your time and effort into it. Yeah, exactly. You appreciate it so much more beyond the sentimental value. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did a little bit of that. And not as much of that anymore as I used to because, again, like I've been working now. So I've been a bit busy. I'm doing construction again. So. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. tired after work and I go I go lift right and then I'm like just exhausted. I want to relax. So, yeah. you know, part of the hobbies yeah, fair, is fair enough. You know, and I, with that, I guess relaxing. You know, a little bit of video games, not much, really not much. Um, I don't think you could consider like nutrition a hobby because like I do a lot of like stuff with like vitamins and shit. Yeah, like, I mean, nah. uh, you could I mean, almost get health. to that point if you're really obsessing over it. Which I'm like a skincare routine. Is that a hobby? No, nah, it's just a routine, <laughs> right? Like I do some, I do some nice skincare stuff. I don't mess around. I like to look good. All um, is the jojoba oil. The jojoba, the jojoba. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the secret, huh? I'm, I'm, it is. I'm telling you. I've never used it before. I have to be red pilled on jojoba. That's good. The jojoba you rabbit. Just put hole. a couple, a couple drops on your face, and that's. I use olive oil because I'm Italian, so that's what, that's my that's my that's our secret. Isn't your blood olive oil? No, no, no. I wish. I really do wish. That would be cool. That'd be cool as heck. Olive, yeah. You should just you should just be drinking olive oil. Just <laughs> just an aside. <laughs> just an aside get, about nutrition. Drink you probably get crazy oil. calories. Oh, you do. Like that's 
People who are bulking, that's just kind of a secret. Like you just pour all the everything, everything you eat. Bruh. You just get a ton of extra calories. Bruh, don't listen to this. I forget how much it is per <laughs> tablespoon, but you can have, you can get a lot of extra. And it's good. I know there's like I know what we're saying is like a meme, but like you know, genuinely, like some people do do it when they're like pros and they're like, I need fat right now, so I'll just have this spoonful of butter, or spoonful of oil. Mm. It's kind of crazy, but like you know, people do it. Not us. I'm not an expert in this specific i have done oil. that before by the way i believe you <laughs> i mean but you're not you're above average i would say in terms of like nutritional knowledge so thank you i say i don't think of myself as being above average nutrition no no man trust me uh, we think about it like this because we've been in doing this stuff for like literally like almost 10 years i guess i started when mm. i was a lot you know, like really young in high school learning about diet nutrition exercise um you know overall fitness and I would say, yeah, you know more than the average person about this stuff, dude. Like, probably a lot yeah, more. Yeah, I guess that's why. Because we're literally know. autistic about it, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, we literally know true. We know a bit more. <laughs> Is a autism more. a hobby? I mean, no. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Which sucks, but it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> and I guess we're talking about fitness and nutrition. I guess improvement is a hobby, right? Like, just being better in general. I yeah, think that's a I hobby, so. too. From reading that, or writing or like that's like the improvement. Uh, the online classes one is kind of like just constantly researching things. Yeah, online classes. That's, no, I've done like certificates. I've paid for like certain uh, certificates and like so I can get them mm -hmm. and like potentially do them in the future or at least like have the textbooks to do them and a little bit of know-how from instructors. Um, so that was nice and I have like certificates for that and it's like one of them was like uh, woodworking, a little woodworking certificate, which was cool. So it helped me learn about like staining and building oh, yeah, like tinier, cool. uh, tinier things, custom and like um, what's it called when you like not burn like custom etching basically too. Oh, like okay, that was really yeah, big. Um, so yeah, just doing stuff like that, online classes, online research, um. That's a hobby in itself, right? Just learning, mm -hmm. I would say, is part of a hobby. Yeah, I did I did one of those for beekeeping, like an online course. And then yeah. it, just the last two weeks, I was doing ones to do, like, different engineering uh, drawing certifications. Yeah, that's for, awesome. Uh, like, to do it for a business, yeah. But it's, it's definitely fun to continuously learn things. Yeah, and just deep dive into a hobby. Um, and just, yeah, I know that you're, like, not... You never stop learning. So I guess my last hobby and like one of my one of the, my last hobbies that I guess I would talk about and one of my favorite ones is, you know, doing martial arts or like physical exercise, sports in general, like just playing sports with friends, whatever. Um, martial arts specifically, though, because like that's something you can like it's really useful. It's really confidence building. And, you know, it is, it is definitely, I would say, a necessity. Like, you should know somewhat how to defend yourself and potentially others. So, yeah. you know, martial arts, big thing for me. I did that for years, and I loved it. I had to stop because of, like, injuries and, you know, all the whatever, whatever happened with the world, stupid crap. And, but now I'm kind of getting back into lifting. And I think eventually I'll go back into martial arts. I won't go as hard as I used to. Like, I wanted to compete, so, like, I would spar and stuff, and that's why I got mm -hmm. injured. Um, from sparring and i just think like it wasn't uh god didn't want that for me he's like you have a beautiful brain and you're gonna destroy it uh with concussions mm. and and i'm like okay <laughs> i'm gonna trust that instinct probably fair enough i'm not gonna mess around too much and get too many concussions so i did that um for a while and and that was great and and obviously like we talked about we had an episode on this talking about mm -hmm. like the best martial arts to take and that was kind of a fun fun little episode that we tried to do um more opinion based than like fact based but i think it was pretty pretty strong opinions um so yeah i like to do that and obviously lifting right so we're talking weightlifting we're talking progressive overload we're talking lifting with um you know free weights machines barbells and resistance bands body weight any of that stuff i know i guess you could call it with the resistance bands, no, it's not plyometrics. Plyometrics is like dynamic bodily movements. So not plyometrics, yeah, but like sure. definitely body weight exercises for sure. I know a lot about the calisthenics and stuff. I did a lot of a lot of calisthenics when I was doing martial arts. 
because it's one of the ways where you get in shape for martial arts. It's fantastic, right? When you're able to do a lot of bodyweight exercises because you're throwing around other people too. And it's good to be able to like, oh, I can like throw myself around. So I know what it's like to like toss someone else around. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So a lot of calisthenics and, and plus you wouldn't get a sore from calisthenics, which is nice. You could do it before, after, and like during your martial arts training. Yeah, you're probably but less now, likely to get injured. Yeah, much less likely to get injured because it's just bodily resistance and not too risky um, exercises. Whereas, like obviously, like deadlift, you can like get a hernia. Bench press, you can pull uh, pull your chest, right? Or um, mm-hmm. you know, squats, you can freaking collapse both your knees if you're really going that hard. <laughs> um, and plus, joint damage too, right? From like super heavy lifting, plus like getting thrown around, plus like you know throwing punches and doing throwing kicks like it's a lot of a lot of potential damage so calisthenics i found were those the best to like strengthen those tendons while not overworking your body so much during martial arts right outside of martial arts Mm -hmm. i do like to do heavy weight lifting um i started to do because i've been doing it for so long i kind of started doing intuitive lifting which means i literally say okay um i know what my body needs today i'm just gonna hit that muscle group right and that's been working out very well for me, at least uh, in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. And I think I'm going to go like that for a while from now on. I obviously have days where I'm like, okay, today's going to be a lower body day. Today's going to be an upper body day. Like I don't mix that up, but like push pull, like it's a, just whatever I feel like really. Um, and whatever needs to be worked more like out of the body. Like for me, I like to exercise because like at the end of the day, like you're going to get strong regardless of what you do if you're lifting weights. But I I like to do it in the bodybuilder sense because I want the aesthetics, right? So I do it mm-hmm. in like rather than um big muscle group split, I do like iso isolated muscle groups and like isolated movements rather than um like big big muscle group movements like uh like I'll still do bench press and squat and deadlifts. I just know like, oh, I need to work on my shoulders more. So I might do overhead presses, my like um compound movements or compound movement. This is what happens when you don't uh don't like re-research this stuff. You forget the simplest things. <laughs> but instead of doing compound movements, I'll do isolated movements more often, right? Shoulder, uh, single arm shoulder press and just like raised um, raised arm, like walking, like I think they call it like Atlas press or whatever. Um, just you hold the weight over your head and just walk forward with it and shoulder flies and, you know. I, I do it in the bodybuilding sense because I know I'm just going to get strong either way. Like people focus purely on strength. Like you don't care about the aesthetics as much. For me, I like the, for me, I like mm-hmm. the fitness and the aesthetics because I know summer's coming. I'm going to play more sports. I'm going to have more fun. Um, work's going to get me in better shape. So I do a, like, I'll do like hypertrophy training. So like obviously for like size and aesthetics. Um, and then um, like a little bit of cardio either walking or running and I alternate that every day and running I should say high anaerobic cardio because like I don't uh I don't like running but I'll do cycling I'll do assault bikes I'll do stair climber I'll do a bunch of that type of stuff because I again running like that's for when you're going to run and I like to train mm-hmm. not running so I can save my knees for when I do run right because I'm a I'm a heavier guy so the more I run now the more damage you're going to do so I try to stay away from doing the damage. I just get my heart rate up, get my legs moving without having the impact on my knees. And, and this is what a lot of people don't realize is longevity, right? So I'm going to be doing some pretty heavy lifting for a while, but then I'll probably switch back over to resistance band training and calisthenics for long-term um, you know, bodily health in general. Because once you're jacked, it doesn't take much to stay jacked, which yeah, is pretty cool, true. right? Just consistency Lots ends up being key. Yeah, consistency mm-hmm. ends up being key. And like maybe if you get uh, – and once like a few times a year, you're like, no, no, I need to do resistance training or maybe two times to three times a week you do resistance and uh, like with heavy weights and the other times you do like uh, calisthenics or resistance band training, like you switch it up, right? You don't um, – you got to confuse your muscles. <laughs> uh, I know that's that's a meme, but like uh, you know what I mean. Like you, you do have to switch it up so you prevent plateaus. Yeah, the plateaus are – it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen naturally, right? And that's okay. You have to do that's something different than what you've already done. Yeah. In order to change. It's kind of just universal. Yeah, exactly. For all, all kinds of things work that way. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much my hobbies. Oh, one more that I've done recently was a little bit of alcohol making. So 
I'm making uh, wine. I'm making wine. So that's going to be enjoyable. Very nice. Very Italian. Very Italian. Were you making mead as well? Yeah, that's it's the wine. It's honey mead. Honey wine. I mean, I, mean, I think it's going to turn out more like wine. So Probably, to be honest. So we'll see. That's the why stuff I'm that I've, wine. I've bought tastes more like wine. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of just aging it to see how like I have different bottles at different ages and then I'll try them just to see like how they taste at different ages because I know the older it gets the better it tastes when it comes to yeah but you have to stuff. are barrel aged or like bottle aged bottle aged hmm I think it's so different think ages bot- differently in a bottle age it do- it's different but it's still aging it's still getting a better taste over time very true very true because i've had um i had one bottle from my grandfather that was like at least 10 years old it was probably like the best thing i've ever tasted like it was like Let's drinking go. straight honey that's uh, awesome so then i bought some i bought some that was only like a couple months old i tried it and i was like this is like mm. really tastes like sweet wine yeah like it didn't taste that great so i'm, I'm still experimenting that's i've got good, like three years on those bottles now jeez trying them selectively yeah yeah it's a good idea it's the it's the patient man's uh i don't know what what i said before it's um it's the delayed gratification alcohol is that the longer you wait to have it the better it's gonna taste so you can't just uh binge and have it all at once well you can but like cringe you could you could, but it sucks. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. And I do a little bit of tobacco, so a little bit of uh, pipe smoking. Not as much as you, I don't think, but mm. like, I, I don't know do much about much. it. I just do it. You do too much? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe. I think I don't do it enough, to be honest. No, it's not that. It's not bad for you, so it's not. No, it's not that bad. <clears throat> yeah. It's not that bad at all. And I think um, that pretty much wraps up the hobbies. Because other than mm-hmm. those things, you know, um, just get a hobby. It's good for you. It saves you. It, you'll spend time doing something you enjoy. It'll become part of your identity, part of who you are as a person. And your hobbies, like, shape your life, too. They're part of something that shapes your life, shapes your identity. So Absolutely. get a hobby. Um, play around with them and try a bunch. Try a bunch of beginner level ones if you can. I'm the type of guy who likes to try a lot, so... Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're that type of person who's like, I have one hobby and I want to become a master at this hobby, do it, man. Do what you like. Um, I've always wanted to try blacksmithing. That might be my next uh, big project. So, you know, always yeah, for be looking me, forward. Um, for me, I've always wanted to do sailing. I might do that this summer. That's it's next level, man. If you learn how to sail, I'd love to come with you. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Dude, if oh, we're smoking pipes <laughs> while sailing. <laughs> That's... It's literally why I smoke the pipe. Let's go. Sailor aesthetic. <laughs> Need to complete yeah. the sailor aesthetics. This guy's gonna be like singing boats and hose <laughs> on his fucking sailboat. Boats and hose. <laughs> boats and hose. Boats and hose. Gotta have me my boats and boats hose. Boats and hose. Yeah, that's gonna be unreal. Yeah, that's that's a good hobby. I think sailing's a cool ass hobby, man. Mm-hmm. Like not speed sailing, like chill sailing, right? Not like. Yeah, cruising. Cruising, not like the cringe, like we're going so fast. Like who cares, dude? Just get a speedboat if you want to go. Get a speedboat if you want to go fast. Get a cigar Mm. boat. They're super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are cool. Those jet boat things. Yeah, boats are pretty cool. Boats boats are cool. Water's cool. Yeah, I would say I'm a boat enjoyer. Anything. <laughs> you're an ocean enjoyer yeah open water I, no, I enjoyer do. i'm an international waters enjoyer <laughs> <laughs> nothing's illegal when there's cool. no laws it's pretty cool how yeah how it works <laughs> you're just whatever the laws of the country the boat's registered in so you can just pick any country where you happen to like the laws and get the boat registered there that's, That's why right. a lot of those big uh, shipping companies they they all register their boats in countries where it's like 
really cheap labor, so they don't have to pay uh, <laughs> pay people very much. Well, or like really low, low taxes or whatever. Workers. Well, probably not. But that's yeah. they don't really care. Right? They just want to. Yeah, the cargo. Or... I mean, the cargo ships. It depends. Yeah. Because then you have the smally pirates, and then it's over. <laughs> a new hobby you could become a pirate <laughs> become a pirate yeah we, we were talking about uh, the 10 best hobbies to have in the apocalypse uh become a pirate <laughs> steal so awesome. cargo ships um number two oil tanker uh owner <laughs> you just take it over who's gonna stop desert you? bandit just just <laughs> <laughs> yeah People mad max like roving walking through roving yeah. bandit <laughs> <laughs> marauder <laughs> yeah mountain mountain marauder you just travel on the mountains of lands and you just own their shit <laughs> what else will we do pirates a great one i warlord. think uh, yeah urban warlord would be cool you know be hmm, so what else you mean electricity monger where you just produce and <laughs> sell a bunch of electricity to people take over the power grids of cities you know super cool normal male activities obviously yeah obviously Hmm, what else? Yeah, you could basically do anything because, like, the whole world is is just chaos. You can take over if you want. Um, you could be like a a cult or a cult leader. <laughs> cult leader, yeah, that's a good one. Cult leader, um, commune, you, commune leader. You can become, you can become a ghost. <laughs> become a ghost, you know. It's cool. It's true. It, just become a ghost. Just became a ghost the other night yeah it's chill it's totally chill yeah i think that's that's uh that pretty much wraps it up for hobbies i think guys yeah mm -hmm. you, you get the gist like we've done so. a lot of stuff and i highly encourage you know everyone tries to do hobbies something you enjoy something that passes the time and makes them a better person i think that's the one thing you know your hobby should improve your life uh significantly so definitely keep that in mind absolutely and I guess because this is the week, this is Easter weekend, we should absolutely Holy discuss week. Good Friday and yes. sacrifice. I think sacrifice is a good theme because like what tells us more about human sacrifice than literally the re re redemption story of all of humanity through, mm -hmm. uh, through God, through his only son, Jesus Christ, obviously. And what what better to tell a story of sacrifice than that? I don't think there is a better story of sacrifice. It's the you know, story of self sacrifice. It's, it's the it's the top story, right? And and you have it everywhere. And and there's a reason the world follows it because there is no ideal better than Christ. There simply no. isn't. Show me one, and I will tell you a liar. Because there isn't. Nothing's better than Christ. Nothing's better than God. Right. The we thing about that story is. Like him. It's it's just describing how the entire world works. Like, in order to get anything, you have to have self sacrifice. Mm -hmm. In order to even follow Christ and get to heaven, you have to self sacrifice. Yep. And that's just something you should remember. You know, that's the whole reason the story exists. It's to show us that that's the key to moving up the hierarchy and getting to heaven is sacrificing for yourself. Yeah. Sorry, sacrificing yourself for a higher ideal. Exactly. So, you know, obviously we're going to keep the episode a bit short today and make sure you guys can spend time with your families, you know, spend time, you know, praying, spend time really being in deep meditation with God mm. this weekend, right? Really allow it to like seep into your life. Like I'm going to be spending a lot of time at church this weekend. I'm really just going to let it seep into my life, like Easter and the idea of like, there's so many things with Holy Week, man. The Last Supper, the Good Friday, you know, Easter Sunday, mm -hmm. you know, Easter Monday, right? Which focuses on like the resurrection and what happens, you know, after, after he comes back and after, you know, he tells the disciples what to do uh, once he's back. Because what's interesting is people don't realize when Jesus died, do you know what happened to most disciples? They, they went back home. Mm -hmm. They 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 said, you know, Christ is dead. It's it's over. And then God they said, literally mm. said... They literally said they, it's they literally over. They literally said we're over. And 
Christ was like, actually, we're back. And they're like, <laughs> yo, we're so back. And Doubting Thomas, don't be a Doubting Thomas, you have to have faith. Doubting Thomas was like, nah, we're not back. It's still over. And Jesus is like, really, bro? It's not over. It's so not over. You're telling me, you're telling me, the son of God, that it's over? No, it's it's never over. Okay, we're so back. And that's what they did. And then he sent them off. And he's like, no, it were, you're your life is going to be so crazy now. And Why they all die. The living among the dead. Yeah. And they all well, die. Don't you know he's risen? Yeah. Isn't he, isn't he alive? And he is alive and well. I love it. And the interesting part of the disciples after Jesus comes back, they all go on to be martyred. I think every single uh, apostle for sure. And I think a majority of the disciples like, um, you know, Paul and them, like, they, they get uh, martyred. They get killed. Mm-hmm. But do you think they care? No. no. They don't care. They have done some of the most imp- important work, I would say, in the history of mankind. Do you really think they cared doing that? They cared to die to do that? No. Heck no. And actually, my dad was talking to me today about the story of a priest who died on the Titanic. And he stayed on the Titanic to die and, and mm-hmm. absolve people of their sins. And I thought to myself, how much better can you do as a priest to literally forgive people of their sins and go down with the ship, you know, in mm-hmm. order so that someone else's life can be saved, like another woman or another child or another young man, let's say he he allowed on the the lifeboats, you know, what better way to, to live out your priestly duties than to do that? So again, like the... Again, what's the ideal here? It's clearly self-sacrifice. And mm-hmm. what the heck are we doing to do that? Like, how can we show this forth? I think Lent, part of Lent, the best part of it is the idea that, like, we are preparing for Jesus' sacrifice through our own self-sacrifice, through giving something up or doing more for others. I think mm-hmm. that um, – and I think uh, what people neglect during Lent is doing more for themselves. So praying, um, starting a new exercise routine right? Cause it's good for you. You know, eating, starting to eat healthier, right? Giving up food or whatever, uh, starting to eat healthier in general. There's things that you should do for yourself that are considered self-sacrifice that could improve your spiritual life and communal life throughout Lent. And as we come to a close here of Lent, you know, remember, you know, Oh, how much have I grown as a person this Lent? I think that should be the goal. Mm-hmm. How much have how I much grown closer how much have I grown? to God? Yeah. In my faith that I am during this Lent and this, I know Lent is more specifically Catholic and I know we have a lot of Christians that may not follow Lent, but like, you know, we all celebrate Easter. We all celebrate all these uh, different holy days and holy events, you know, as we should, right? Because this is part of our lives. It's part of our tradition. It's part of the story of our salvation, right? So we absolutely should celebrate all these events on our, whenever our time is of our, each of our denominations to do it. But obviously talking about this because I'm personally Catholic and, you know, it's one of the larger faiths, I would say. It's one of the more uh, <laughs> mainstream denominations. So, True. you know, and it's the original church, to be fair. So, you know, Debatable, going along with but, the... Uh... <laughs> it is debatable. You guys can't deny yeah, that. Sure, man. Sure. All right. I'm not going to say anything. Romans 11. The truth will come out. The truth will come out. Well, if it's not Catholicism, it's orthodoxy, and orthodoxy is based on Catholicism, so it's Catholicism. It's not this. I mean, or uh, Catholicism is based on orthodoxy. I mean, it was originally called Catholicism, and then orthodoxy changed. Well, the orthodox still call themselves the Catholic Catholic Church. Orthodox, yeah, yeah. Technically, well, one of them, one like they're both original. Technically, the only difference is apostolic succession. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few differences. Honestly, I'm it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, this it is tro- like right. it's it, it, it in terms of salvation. Like, and I've talked about this before. It doesn't matter. Like, it's fun to have these discussions, but like, it's not gonna make a difference, man. Like, I'm not gonna view someone differently if they're Orthodox or Catholic. It's like you're my brother in Christ. I do not be caring. My brother in Christ. Which which uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, I, I do not be caring about like how specific and autistic our denominations are. It's like, will this affect our salvation? Probably not. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, let's let's move forward then, and so let's true. enjoy our Lent. Let's enjoy our, uh, you know, life. I think uh, 
you know, it's hard to be Catholic right now. I think I, I would honestly recommend for people who are newly coming into Christianity, I would recommend them orthodoxy. Um, because I think it's, it's, it makes more sense. It's more traditional and it's been more consistent over the thousand years that's that it has existed. Right. 2000, but yeah, potentially 2000. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, I think it does make more sense yeah. and at the same time. Like we are both on the, are we not both on the path to being saved? Yes. Okay. Brother in Christ. Okay. Brother yeah. in Christ. It's like, there's too much evil right now for us to be fighting each other. No, you're right. And it's, there's also like a lot of fighting within the Orthodox, which is, that's what I'm saying, man. It's the pride. A big pain it's, in, it's pride, yeah. man. It's like, guys, we don't it's have time. It's, we don't have like, we can talk about it and like, but to take it as seriously as we do, like matters of like utmost spiritual importance and utmost like evil, you know, it's not as important. Mm-hmm. It's a part of pursuing the truth, but arguably the truth in reality is more important than the truth in, in inside the sect inside the faith no know, we can definitely the truth of christ we definitely to need to have allies like yeah there's across no... denominations because there's a lot of stuff that we can accomplish if we just say okay yeah. we know we'll work together on these issues certain and issues. orthodox and catholics really do see more eye to eye than any other denominations to be honest so i don't know why we fight the yeah. most it's, it's a pride true. thing it's a pride thing man we have the most in common over any other denomination like for real mm-hmm. more than protestant more than anything else um we That's actually true. are trying to follow and and extrapolate a, like not extrapolate but let's say interpret the text of the bible the most logical and the most representative of christ's teachings as as much mm-hmm. as we can logically uh, assume and i think that's why it makes catholicism and orthodoxy the top two like toe-to-toe best uh divisions and they, of they the both believe in the, the hierarchy of the church right yeah absolutely the, uh, absolutely and they both have two thousand years of church tradition um exactly and exactly. church fathers and all that and what and at least one thousand years of shared church tradition yes right? exactly so that's so. the end of the day Thousand years of similarity, yeah, makes a big difference. I think. I agree. Yeah, and it's, it's like you said, it's good to talk about. It's good to tell people that it's like it's at the end of the day. Is it really affecting your salvation? Um, salvation, probably not. So, you know, just just pray, do whatever you feel called to do. Um, attend whichever church you feel called to attend. That's what I would advise. Best advice I would give of Catholicism and orthodoxy. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? I would say, I can't promise you is. Yeah. I can't promise you is not personally. I'm, I'm trying to choose between those two at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was apologizing for orthodoxy there, but no worries. No, no, we have have to play devil's advocate here. We need a little bit Mm -hmm. of a respectful dialogue. It's important. So yeah, so I was just say to people like just that's just embrace the journey, just you know, kind of give up control and just follow. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll God be led to the right you. you'll be led to the right the right church for you, I think. Yeah. And I think um you know keeping it um you know, keeping it to the point of like which churches make because this is the thing, people like want to separate um religion from reason they want to separate religion from logic and it's like no it's like we're we're the point is let's say the bible if you're going to talk about logical principles the bible is the axiom for our faith right the words of jesus the words of Mm. god are the axiom for our faith how we go about calculating that how we go about interpreting that now that varies based on the logic used um you know by the churches right and obviously mm-hmm. some churches have literally just said, we, we don't even want the same axioms as your church. We're going to legalize divorce or we're going to legalize, um, you know, certain other things like, um, let's say, basically the allowance of giving communion to those who are like directly in sin. Um, some churches allow mm-hmm. that. They say, oh, everyone deserves communion. And I don't necessarily agree with that. Actually, ar- arguably, the the Catholic Church, I know we have general absolution. I don't necessarily agree that 
everyone should just get communion because like we do general absolution. It's like, no, no, no. If you go to, if you go to confession, you, the priest gives you communion because he knows what you're at least making an attempt to be one with God, to be closer to God. Now people will go to church and be like, no, I can just get communion because of the general absolution. It's like, are you really repentant of your sins? Probably not. Mm. Like probably not. So, you know, a lot of people go to church for a show. Don't be that person. I hate people like that. If you're going to go to church, you should mean it. And if you don't want to go to church, just don't. Because if you force faith, it's not real. It's not real, right? It's it's no. forced. Um, and, and you should always remember, even if you're doing things that are considered good, like on paper, like fasting or um, even praying and going to church, God can see directly into your heart. And if it's not for the right reason, you're doing it for intent. a selfish reason. Yeah. Then it's, it doesn't even matter. You can see well, directly wait a minute, into your wait heart a that you it's should not still do for... good things. You should still do good things regardless of the reasoning. Good things, like genuinely good things. You should yeah, do yeah. them regardless of So I won't say, I won't say you might as well not do it, but I'm just no, no, mean no. in terms of um, how God you genuinely it, don't it, care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what and you do for show. in God's view. Yeah. It's for what's in your heart, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you should still do good things, I think. Um, but like going to church, yeah, because I think if you, if you do good, good things, it'll if you're not caring or understanding the importance of it, it's not. I mean, I guess it is inherently good. What am I saying? It's hard. It's hard to talk about this because it's like, well, people should do good things, even mm-hmm. if it's for the wrong reasons, as long as they're actually good. And yeah, because I've always like, at least the good deed is getting done, even if someone is yeah. doing it for show. But, and maybe, um, maybe like Jesus you, you could practice doing good deeds. Um, you could practice doing good deeds, and eventually you will be doing them for good reasons or better reasons than you originally started. Right? Like a lot of people become yeah. Catholic or Orthodox like for the wrong reason, but they stay that way for the right reasons. Right? Which is like, you know, intent and like their relationship with Christ and their faith and you know, them being spiritually mm-hmm. strong, mentally strong. You know, being part of a faith community, that's very good. And that that's also just could be part of your journey too. Like mm-hmm. you might think you've started into something for the wrong reason, but that might have been placed there for you for a reason. And then you follow that yeah. path. So because at first try I your thought, best to do um, good, even when it's hard, even when you may not want to do it, try your best. I thought, oh, is it, is it cringe if I just convert to uh, one of these faiths just because it's the based thing to do? But it's so I, I held off for a very long time just um, to say, like, no, I want to feel the, the faith and, and be led there. And, and mm-hmm. eventually I did start feeling that. But if I had to just like start going to church just to be based, <laughs> um, just, yeah, which is obviously. The opposite it's cringe to do that but maybe that is a, a valid path in the end who knows mm-hmm. well it's good man it's good to recognize that and be like you know sometimes i struggle with being like i actually don't want to go to church today but i know it's for the best i know it's good i know it'll be meaningful mm-hmm. it can be boring at times and you can be tired like mentally and you just don't want to do it but like you know you're going to god's house he he wants you there whether you're tired sick poor angry you know, hungry. He wants you there. He yeah. wants you there 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. So in worship, right? Not necessarily in the church physically, because like, what good is that? If mm. you're not doing anything for anyone at all, but mm-hmm. you know, he wants you in worship. He wants you in praise and just stay that way. So I think, you know, it's Easter awesome. Sunday coming up. Focus on self-sacrifice and focus on what you can do for others. And that's that's it for me. All right. Sounds good. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Job 21.